welcome. You're locked on to the Dallas Mavericks bonus episode for you real quick. Isaac is going to have your full episode later on today, but we wanted to get something out to you. And we hadn't talked about these Indiana Pacers rumors yet. The trade rumors, they're looking to move on from Dallas native Miles Turner, Karis LeVert, possibly even DeMontis Sabonis. So I went on the Lockdown Pacers podcast. Go listen to that episode. We talked about the Rick Carlisle situation. We talked about the Mavericks playing the Pacers. And so I wanted to bring Tony East from Lockdown Pacers onto our show to talk about all the rumors. So it's a quick truncated episode, but we'll have a full one out for you later today. Here is Tony East on the Pacers rumors. All right, Tony East, the Pacers are in absolute turmoil right now. Everything is just thrown up in the ceiling. It has hit the fan, whatever you want to say. Rick Carlisle has COVID. He was probably not going to play in this game, or he's not probably not going to coach in the game that the Mavericks are playing on Friday if you're listening to watching this. But the Pacers are in a rebuild or a retool or whatever you want to call it. Uh, how do we get to this point for the Pacers? Finally, it's, it seems like Miles Turner even said it himself. I'm in trade rumors all the time. Pay attention, right? How did they finally get to the point where they've decided this? Yeah, in the last eight days, this team has Justin Holiday gets COVID, TJ McConnell out for the season, four-game losing streak. Rick Carlisle has COVID. They're going to rebuild the whole team. TJ Warren might want to stay. I can't even keep up with everything going on with this team. How did they get here, though, is a kind of complicated question. I think the key part was tipped in the athletic story about how the Pacers want to proceed from here. And that is that Herb Simon, their owner, who's been very resistant to rebuilds in the past, is a little more on board with it now. And that will allow Kevin Pritchard to execute the plan that he has kind of always wanted for this Pacers team. Ownership buy-in is always so important on, on executing any sort of directional change for your team. And I think that the Pacers this year, really low in attendance, extremely low. There's very little risk in making your team a little worse this year. It's not like you're going to lose a ton of fans. And they were 9-16 and 16 at the end of uh, a four-game losing streak last week. They're a third of the way into the season, basically, 13th in the East and, and no sign of a quick turnaround. Those kind of signs point to, okay, maybe let's change some stuff up and, and get to where we actually want to be because we, this is unacceptable. We've had three coaches in the last three years trying to make things better. We've been paying two coaches every season since 2019-20, and yet we have no playoff wins to show for it. Clearly something is flawed. It must be the team. Let's pivot. Now this Miles Turner report comes out saying that he wants a bigger role. Maybe that's with Indiana. Maybe that's somewhere else. TBD on who ends up getting moved from that. But that even is a factor, too. And perhaps that's a catalyst that got this report off the ground and started is that he deci decided to express to the front office, I want a bigger role here or somewhere else. So lots going on at the same time. Uh, but poor play and a players running different roles will certainly at the same time compound to make your team consider some changes. You gotta love a what do we have to lose rebuild, right? Hey, <laughs> hey, what do we gotta what lose? Can go wrong? What, what can go wrong, right? Uh, you talked about Miles Turner. He's the one that seems like the most likely to go out from from everything I'm seeing on the outside. The Trinity uh, alumni from from you know from Dallas. He works out here in the off season. The Mavericks need a center. They have a bunch of mediocre centers. Miles Turner is a guy that the Mavericks should be or hopefully are, are targeting. And Mavs fans have definitely been targeting him for a long time. Um, what's the likelihood that he's the one that's the first out the door? And um, what would the Mavericks be getting in a player like that? Yeah, it, 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 between him, Sabonis, and Levert, I think those are the three most likely guys to get moved. And, and one of the centers is not a certainty, but pretty close, given the reporting we've gotten of both about Turner and about the direction of the team. And this is something I said before the season, but Turner has this the rest of this season and next season on his deal. Like this coming trade deadlines, the last time he can be traded before he's considered an expiring contract, yep. and then that the all those lines about well, will he even stay? Should we give up stuff for a rental? All those will pop up, right? So 
it always kind of made sense even before all this happened that one of them would get moved at some point this season and the other one would be the one the team tries to build around or cater to. So, yeah, it seems likely that one of the bigs will be moved. And now that Turner's name has been mentioned in Jared Weiss's athletic report, he seems like the one that's more likely to have some sort of change in his life, whether that is Sabonis moved or he moved. He's the one that made more sense before the season. So let's say he's the most likely. I don't know what the exact percentages are, but fairly likely there is a big change headed his way. What are the Mavs getting? Uh, the most underrated defensive player in the league, which is kind of remarkable to say, considering he ends up near the top of everyone's defensive player of the year lists. But uh, top shot blocker two seasons ago, leads the league in shot blocks by a mile this season. Uh, fantastic at forcing guys to miss, at making guys panic and pass out of drives. He's gotten way better at defending away from the rim in recent seasons. He's had some nasty pick-and-roll blocks where he's containing a guard. He turns his hips at the perfect time and just gets that stuff out of here. I mean, it's just he's so good at that kind of stuff, and now that he can defend the perimeter a little bit, he's been very valuable for the Pacers defensively. They do very well when he's in the game on offense. Nate Bjorkren kind of unlocked him, but... He's much better at putting the ball on the floor. He's got one post move now, which he had zero before. It sounds like nothing, but it's very helpful for a guy. At least you it's got out, one. <laughs> that sounds like a negative, but for a guy that has always been billed as a shooter, it's he can get something else going now. He can turn around, go over his right shoulder, and score around the rim with this little one-arm shot he's got now. His three balls over 40% this season. He's got more confidence to shot fake and put it on the floor. So he's been much more dynamic since Nate Bjorkman kind of instilled some confidence in him. Uh, and he is one of the best defender, defensive players in the league. He is fantastic and would fit essentially any team that would get him outside of ones that already have like an amazing defensive center. The Mavericks would love to have Miles Turner, but it's going to be hard for the Mavericks to pull off any kind of trade. As most Mavs fans know, they don't have a lot to trade for. And I wouldn't bet on the Mavericks getting a deal done. It would be awesome, though. What I would bet on is betonline.ag. I am not embarrassed of the transition here bet online is the fastest and easiest way to put down some money on sports you can go and check out all kinds of nfl odds basketball odds you can check out some uh college basketball odds if you're looking for that you might be a degenerate if you're betting on college basketball right now look at some of the odds coming up uh, milwaukee bucks at houston rockets the houston rockets can't lose bucks an eight point favorite on the road against the rockets that one's an interesting game the hawks one and a half point favorite at the brooklyn nets on friday that one, that that is an interesting line to me. There's got to be some injury stuff there, but all kinds of stuff. Bet online. Use the promo code LOCKDOWN. Get a 50% welcome bonus to first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. Also, want to tell you about Truebill. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't want, need, or simply forgot about. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill because companies make subscriptions hard to cancel, and Truebill makes it so easy for you. You just get there, you get Truebill, you download it, and you get your Truebill concierge is there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions so you don't have to. You can check out Truebill. They have saved users over $100 million. That's a lot of dollars. Don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash NBA. Go right now. Truebill.com slash NBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash NBA. The one thing I caution Mavs fans about with, oh, Turner's the perfect center for the Mavericks. He's the absolute player they need. And there are all those things that you just mentioned are things the Mavericks need. He has not been a good rim-rolling center in his, no. in his no, no, NBA no. career, right? Like, no. t- talk to me about his rim-rolling and you know, what they've tried. And I mean, cause he's, he hasn't had the best point guards, but even with Brogdon now, it doesn't seem like that's a big part of his game. Yeah. I, I could talk to you about his rim rolling, but there isn't any, <laughs> there kind of isn't <laughs> any to talk about. And that's not meant as like a slight, like 
under Nate McMillan, he was never asked to do it at all, right? It was always you screen, you pop, get behind that line, or in McMillan's case, get two steps in front of that three-point line, whatever. So he never rolled, and then Bjorkren mixed it in a, a tiny bit, but even then it was mostly short rolls where he would shoot like a 10-footer. So he's never been a guy that gets the rim. Carlisle came here and said, I'm going to turn this guy into a lob thread. That hasn't really happened. So never been a roll guy at all. That's definitely his biggest offensive weakness because that's a huge thing in the NBA these days is hitting the roll man, having that guy be a decision maker, or having that guy just be a, a decent threat from where he catches the ball. So that's one of the biggest offensive weaknesses in this game. Very inconsistent offensively on a night-to-night basis in general, and I think his lack of any sort of roll dive game is a big part of that. He's kind of reliant on either being caught in the flow of the offense or having a game plan tailored to him to have really effective nights. So, yeah, his lack of ability, to, he's a good screener or a decent screener, but his lack of ability to roll and, and free up the paint by being a roll man really holds back the ceiling of what he can be as a center offensively. Guys, Carlisle tried to make him a roller. Carlisle made so many players money just because he was like, hey, be a roller. Like, Brendan Wright, go be a roller. And it was like the, one of the best Mavs centers of all time just because of his ability to do that. One I will thing. say Carlisle said he wanted to make him a roller, and we haven't seen and it hasn't at all. really so tried to? Okay. So whether maybe. that's resistance from Turner or they just re- realize that Sabonis is obviously better at it, so make him do it every time, I don't know. But it still, ha- regardless of why, it still hasn't happened, right? So that's what the is the. Point. So you haven't mentioned Brogdon at all in any of this. Is he's the is he the one guy that's kind of untouchable for the Pacers right now, or what's the status on on him? Well, it's kind of a boring answer, but uh, he was extended right before the season started, and now he can't be traded for six months, and that date is past the trade deadline. So he he is untouchable by league rules. By uh, rules, so, yeah, yes. It's so and hard I, to keep track of all those players. Like even uh, beyond the yeah. the six month rule, though, if you extend a guy, I I wouldn't think you'd turn around and immediately try to trade him anyway. Right. And the Pacers have been high on him since they got him anyway, so. Even if he was trade eligible, I would say he's the least likely to be traded of the 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 guys that were in the meeting with Rick Carlisle and Kevin Pritchard. Right. Um, okay. You you take a look at the, the Dallas Mavericks roster and you say, okay, well let me let me see any of these players that I'm interested in from the Pacers' perspective. They're going into this rebuild. They're trying something. Uh, who would the Pacers be interested in? If you're just going to go from your perspective. Uh, yep. That's the that's the the noise I would make as well. Jalen Brunson, they'd be interested yep. in, I'm sure. But the, the trouble is the Mavs would not like to deal him, I'm sure, in any sort of scenario. And his contract like, is only like $1.5 so it's hard to... Yeah, all the appealing Mavs players are either someone that the Mavs really value. That's the trouble with these trades is yeah. everyone has more value in their current situation because the team has made decisions with them in mind already in the past, right? It's like Dorian and Brunson would be awesome fits on the Pacers. Carlisle's coached them and had success with them before. But they're cheap and they're effective for the Mavs and they've made decisions heading into this season team building with those guys in mind. You know, I guess Reggie Bullock, but he's not that good and you'd have to add in a lot more. And none of their young guys are that exciting because Josh Green hasn't really panned out to be anything yet. So it's really hard outside of picks to find anything interesting. What about a swing Hardaway and uh, Hardaway and Powell for Turner and Levert? With, with other stuff on the Mavs side to make the contract. Yeah, there, oh, oh, uh, just contract stuff? We're going to need uh, to see some assets thrown in there, I think. Also, I just, also I just, we just talked about how bad Hardaway has been this yeah, year on your pod for like five minutes. So maybe yeah, that, that tanked like, his value. <laughs> like Hardaway's better than Levert, or at least the Levert we've seen this season. Levert has re- Levert's been dealing with a ton of back pain this year and has really yeah. struggled. And I think we... You know, we talked about on Locked On Pacers that Hardaway kind of fits better in a bench role. I think Levert maybe would too. Um, 
Hardaway can be a starter. It just he can't be the second, the second or third most important offensive player at times. And so that when's the first first round pick the Mavs can trade? Well, they have the one this year, but they can only trade it at the draft. And then right. the next one, yeah, the next one would be far future. <laughs> they finally can deal not, one now. Because... Not far future, I guess. The Mavericks can trade that. Let's okay. This is, they have this whole thing with the this last Knicks pick. Uh, they could settle the 2023 one and trade to 2025. Okay. <sighs> Which hey, Luca might be gone by then, right? According, <laughs> according to a lot of Mavs fans. He yeah, I don't. I don't know about that personally, but so but um, you look at the roster and you're not seeing anything super interesting for them from the Mavericks, and it, it's going to be weird to make a trade. They'd have to throw something in. Um, but yeah, there's there. I think there's. There's something there with Miles Turner, and I'm curious to see what the Mavericks get in on if they try something. And every once in a while, there's these trades where you go, how did they get that trade done? How did that happen? And maybe that's what happens for the Mavs. Tony East, great stuff. Lockdown Pacers all the time. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel to follow all the Pacers stuff, to follow the Carlisle stuff. You're going to want to listen to it before the Indiana Pacers come to play the Dallas Mavericks because that's going to be a huge game. Hopefully, Carlisle will be back uh, for that one. Tony, thanks so much for joining us. Of course, have a great time.